The following podcast has been pre-recorded for your audio pleasure. It is rated M for Mexican. Welcome everyone to another episode of Makes in Mind Matters, episode 105, the first of the new yearly cycle of Makes in Mind Matters podcasts. We just celebrated our one year anniversary last week, so um, we have a lot of things to talk about in this episode. It might be a long one. We'll see. We'll see how things go. Um, we'll try and cover... Recent races, maybe some work stuff, and also some personal personal relationships, if we uh, can call it that. Uh, let's start with recent uh, work activities. So, I don't know if you guys remember, but the... One of the paralegals at my job, uh, her name was Roxy. She was struggling. She was the one that got bullied by this other paralegal, and the other paralegal did not get fired. She ended up getting suspended without pay for two weeks, and then basically told she could work from home, handling, you know, specific files. You know, for cases that have gone dormant, which means the case is settled, but there's still a lien outstanding for either Medicaid, Medicare, whatever the situation is. She was really good at her job. So, I mean, I sort of get the business decision of not firing her, but at the same time, it shocked me at the time because every, in my experience, every time somebody get suspended without pay for X amount of time, they never come back. But this is the first time. So Roxy was obviously pissed about that and then she constantly had issues with her attorney, mainly because the relationship between her as the second paralegal, the B paralegal, and the relationship between her and the first paralegal, the A paralegal, was not a very good one. The A paralegal would just rush through things and make a lot of errors, which obviously then the second paralegal has to clean up. And at the same time, the attorney is kind of, you know, lackadaisical and would always wait till the last minute to ask for things 
and put that puts pressure on the second paralegal who has to focus on settling the cases, um, you know, to do a good job. And mind you, she was an older lady, so I'm not saying she was flawless. She obviously made a lot of mistakes and took longer to do stuff. So that wasn't helping her. And at the end of the day, the reason she got let go was, in a way, it was handled poorly. It was kind of like bullshit because her and her attorney missed two statutes of limitation on two cases. Mind you, you have two years to file the case in court. And our system flags it and lets you know when the seven-month limit is up, you know, when it's seven months left of the statute, and then when the statute's about to come up. Like, it, it, it tells you. So how did the paralegal... Because I have never missed a statute. Knock on wood. And we were close, me and uh, my old attorney, uh, Spanish attorney. Um, I kept harassing him. I'm like, hey, you got to file this. You got to file this. It's two weeks, you know, we got to file this. And he finally did. But it flags you. It tells you when it's going to happen. And obviously, you don't want that to happen because you're going to get in trouble. Everybody's in the business of covering their ass. So how you forget and also how does the attorney forget is beyond me. Like, I don't understand how that works. And it, I just, it, it just baffles me. But at the same time, I think the main issue was the attorney kept telling her that he had her back. He would, you know, protect her, blah, 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 take her side. But at the end of the day, I think, because during the meeting, the attorney meetings, I think it was, it got to the point where he had already messed up quite a few times. And also, as an attorney, he hadn't hit gold in quite a, in quite a bit. Which is like the monetary value you bring in uh, case-wise. He hadn't hit gold in a while. So I, I guarantee you, at the end of the day, it was just like, well, either she goes or you go. Whose fault was it? And he threw her under the bus. Which, I kind of get it. But, I don't. If that makes sense. Like, if I had, if I was an attorney... At my firm And I had two paralegals I would I would Defend them Obviously I would hope I would get to pick my paralegals And not just get handed Two idiot ones But at the, at the same time If I was ever cornered In that scenario I would obviously throw My paralegal under the bus But at the same time I would never let it Get to that point Like I would I'm very organized I would never miss a statute like that and it just he eventually claimed that she was making too many mistakes and apparently told us that she missed a few liens here and there and it cost him 1500 bucks which he had as an attorney if if you settle a case and you forget something uh, that, that monetary value comes out of your paycheck as an attorney so obviously you don't want to miss things and apparently she did that and that's part of the reason too she was making too many mistakes which I mean alright at least if you want to say oh I threw her on the bus I'm sorry and leave it at that don't give us BS reasons about oh she forgot a lean here she did this there we're not all perfect okay like I'm sure 
there's stuff I've done that has cost my attorney money. Maybe not a lien, but you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, I was I was kind of devastated. Not, I mean, and I I thought about quitting, and I hated it sometimes. You know, befriending people at work is kind of tricky because you get attached to them. You get attached to the interactions and it makes you emotional and it makes you like lash out. And so after terrible consideration, I decided the firm has not done anything wrong to me. Like they've been nothing but nice to me. I ask for things, they deliver, you know, I have always hit goal. I'm using it as a stepping stone to go to law school and be an attorney myself. My attorney loves me. Uh, the other attorney I have now that handles my Spanish accounts loves me too. So it's not, I have a good relationship with, you know, the B paralegal I work with. There's no reason to just throw that away over somebody who got wronged, but also may have not been necessarily doing a good job. So once I calmed down, I was over it. Whatever, have you. The other thing that recently has been coming up at work that I, again, I don't really understand. We just had our goals go from quarterly to monthly. But they were lowered. Like the goals were lowered. So basically as an A paralegal, which is what I am primarily, unless it's a Spanish account, um, you have a certain amount of submissions on cases that you have to turn in at the end of the quarter uh, to the adjusters of the insurances. So your goal is basically submitting 60% of your overall caseload. Now, mind you, since I have English cases and Spanish cases, my caseload is not as high as other people, but it's still 60%. Well, now that they've broken it down over monthly, like my goal is 20 submissions a month, which in July I did 23. So, I mean, and it got lowered by two or three because if they actually just did 60, uh, I think my caseload was in the 120s or something. So my goal would have been 70 something. So they actually considerably lowered the goal because I mean they say 20 to 30 a month but it's basically the bottom number so as long as I hit 20 I'm good and it's not hard like it's basically I compare it to somebody telling me oh go run a 5k after doing two marathons in two days one weekend yeah I could do that that's that's a cakewalk and the main reason I, I can get to goal quickly is I focus on key things I make sure when I intro- first get a case and you have to do your introduction as a paralegal, I make sure I am 120% convincing in three things. Basically, property damages, we don't handle that shit. It's all on you. If they give you the runaround or they take fucking forever, we can make a phone call, put pressure on them, but it's all on you. We don't do property damages. Don't call me about bullshit about property damages. Number two, you got to update me 
when you're done treating with a specific location or they refer you or you get an update in your treatment. I need to know where you're going to know where to request records from and I need to know when you're done so I can order the records on on time. And third and possibly, you know, the most important one, if you somehow went to a hospital that is a pain in the butt to get records and bills from, and I'm talking about the ones up by Cleveland, Metro Health, uh, University Hospital, or OSU down here in Columbus, if you went to any one of those, you better go get your records and itemized billing yourself because we're going to wait forever. We can do it ourselves. There's no big deal. But I'm not going to be talking to you every two weeks and you asking me for updates when I'm like, I'm still waiting for the invoice to pay for your damn records. Go get them yourself. You need the records from when you went there. And obviously, there's going to be at least one or two bills from the hospital, one for the hospital bill, and one for the actual professional physician's charge, the ED doctor that saw you on that day. And if you got x-rays, guess what? There's a third bill too. So I, I embed that into their heads so they know what to expect and I can get stuff done in a timely manner. Obviously, what this means also is my main focus and priority is anything that I get that comes through the fax machine and my mail. I am always up at the front harassing the receptionist because mail is, does not get there on time. It drives me nuts that it has to be sent to our headquarters and then sent back down to the Columbus office. But every time there's a delay, it's because some idiot doesn't know how to click on overnight as opposed to ground. Or, you know, they're hoarding the mail because they're taking forever to put it in our mailbox. That, to me, is unacceptable. And my fax is the same way. Like, I don't understand how we don't check the fax machines like almost every 30 minutes. Like, I had a scenario not too long ago where um, I was expecting five invoices for the the emergency room bill for, you know, this, this family, five of them were in the accident. And I got one fax for one of them and I'm like, hey, I called the dude that was doing the faxes. I said, hey, you know, there's going to be five. Can you please find them and send them? Oh, yeah, I'll do that. No, 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 no. You don't understand. I need to do it before 1 o'clock in order to be able to request the checks on time so those checks get sent to me tomorrow. Oh, yeah, yeah, we'll have it by then. It took him an hour and a half to send me five faxes to my email. Luckily for him, I knew what the charge was going to be. And I requested the checks ahead of time before I even got the invoice. So I still got my checks when I was supposed to, but that was bullshit. And then a second time, the after hours fax chick sends me a fax at 8.15 from Ohio Health. I know for a fact, and it was, you know, an invoice to pay something. I know for a fact Ohio Health offices leave at 5. The call centers open till 7. Nobody's in the freaking office to fax something after 5 o'clock. So the fact that that, you send me that email of that fax with the invoice that I had to pay, and you send it to me at 8.15 p.m., 
Now, how do I know this? Well, guess what? I get email on my phone. That's why. But the fact that you're sending me this at 8.15 p.m., I know for a fact that fax did not come in at 8.15. And you just magically happened to see it and send it to me. That fax was probably sitting in that fax queue since 5 or 4, 4.50 at the latest. And you took your sweet time to verify that it was there and send it to me. That is what pisses me off. The stupidity at the office. But hey, we apparently are firing people because people throw people under the bus. But we, my firm likes to also promote stupid people. I don't know why. Maybe they're kissing ass. I don't know how. But yeah, that fax lady got promoted. Uh, some other idiot got promoted. Like People who I know for a fact are dumber than a box of rock than a bag of rocks are being promoted into positions that they shouldn't have and then there's people that you know I mean are not hitting goal like I don't understand how you caseload a 70 and you need 10 a month but yet you're you you got one in the entire month and I asked the person I'm gonna say hey well how come you only have one Boy, I only had two weeks to work on all 70 cases and I had to do this and and clean up people's messes. I get that. I've been there before. People have been sending me cases and they're dog shit. Like, the guy that does Somali, I don't even talk to him anymore because he's dead to me because of the fact that I got 30 of his cases when he went to part-time asking for more money per hour and had cases that he literally had done nothing on. Not even talking to the clients in months. Oh, but yeah. So I get the fact that the case is a dog shit, but that doesn't mean you can't submit more than one. Like, I can poop one submission if need be. And and you could supplement, you can, you know, rush things through. I mean, there's ways to submit more than one a month. Like, that's just sad. But, oh, that person does not get fired or written up for doing that you know this is the way it is but also you know I wanted to bring up another thing that happened recently it has been brought to my attention at work that people are perceiving that I get special privileges at work at least the people that are close to me, people that I actually like talking to and hang out with, they're like, oh yeah, you have special privileges, you can do no wrong. No, 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 no. Let's get one thing straight. While I can see why you would think that I'm getting special privileges, I also know for a fact that I am not. You have to realize the following. Oh, well, you get to come in nine to six. I picked that schedule. Because nobody else wanted it. And I'm perfectly fine with 9 to 6. But guess what? If I have meetings at 8 o'clock, I have to be there. Oh, well, you're always marked unavailable and nobody says anything. Yeah, because back in the day, I used to not do anything. And then um, the people sending us the calls, the intake department, complained that nobody was answering the phone so then they literally send an email saying hey if you're not at your desk mark yourself unavailable so they know 
And that's what I do. If I'm busy doing other stuff, I'm not available for an answer to answer the phone call. Sorry. Oh, you leave yourself unavailable for long periods of time. Nobody says anything. Yeah, I'm, I'm there. What people don't realize is I'm there the latest out of anybody else. So I know for a fact people actually leave the office without clocking out of their uh, EIO board. They may clock out of the actual time clock, but they leave their thing available overnight. So if you don't get yelled at for that, I don't see why you expect me to get yelled at for marking myself unavailable when I am actually unavailable. So that's bullshit. And then it was brought to my attention also, oh, well, you, you're the only one that gets to go get your records when you need to. Uh, no. Uh, the chiropractor records were taking forever when you guys allowed the old uh, Columbus manager to basically quit. Because you wanted to force her to go to Akron And nobody was getting our fucking records From the chiropractor And I said, I told my man I literally called my manager, I'm like Do you want me to go get these myself? Because apparently somebody was going to pick them up And ever since I started to go get them myself Now I'm actually in charge of getting them So Yeah, guess what? They're not late ever And the fact that we have Mount Carmel St. Anne's Across the street from the office means that if need be I, I want to go get my CDs with my records I can just drive across the street pay the invoice bam problem solved and guess what I ask permission when I do that and they always say yes the worst thing that could happen is they say no so I always ask and they've never said no they've actually encouraged me to set up some kind of pipeline where we could do that for all the records so Ask for permission I know for a fact That these people That are complaining That I get special privileges Are also the ones That don't call And ask for permission To do stuff Mind you One of them One of the other paralegals Flat out went To a chiropractor To fix their fax machine And pick up his records I'm pretty sure He didn't ask permission then And nobody said anything So you're not Seeing me complain About him getting Special privileges Oh, but you know you do. No, no, no. My par my B paralegal. I mean, she's not technically my B paralegal, but I have English cases with her attorney. So yeah, she's technically my B paralegal. It's what other people don't understand too, like Queenie and myself. I am her A. She is my B because I have we have the same attorney, and I submit apparently more cases than the actual A paralegal, the old one, the one that got promoted. And the new one that I half trained. So yeah, I'm basically her A. She's basically my B. So get that through your heads, number one. Number two, she was telling me, well, you know, you sort of do sometimes get special privileges. You know, nobody says anything to you. You have the bigger office. Okay. And I will grant that. That's why I said I can see why people think that. I have an attorney's office, even though I'm a paralegal. Because my old Spanish attorney wanted me close by and it was the only office available. So I technically have an attorney's office even though I'm a paralegal. So sue me. Oh, but you have a fridge in there. I'm the one that brought the fridge in there. It's my fucking fridge. I didn't have to ask for permission. If I want to bring a couch in there, I'm pretty sure I can. So, yeah. 
Nobody has problems asking me, you know, for permission to put their shit in my fridge. Oh, but let's complain that I am getting special privileges because I have a fridge. I'm sorry I have a bigger office, okay? I'm pretty sure with the shit I do for the firm, I'm, I deserve the bigger office. But, hey, whatever. Like, Quinny was telling me, he's like, well, I asked for my own office because, you know, all the B paralegals are in the same room with cubicles. I asked for my own personal office because she gets anxiety and so hanging around people is not necessarily a good thing. She takes medication for it. And they refused to give her her own office because they had no proof that, you know, of her anxiety. And she got pissed and threatened to quit. I'm like, I get it. I'd be pissed too. But at the same time, you're also the one that maybe should have said something about anxiety if you've had this forever when you got hired. They probably would have given you your own office then. Like, there's another paralegal that is, like, keeps wanting to quit because, oh, they didn't tell me it was going to just be five days of PTO the first year. Um, did you ask? I didn't ask. I found out later. I don't care because I can take all the unpaid time off I want. Like, they basically tell you. And then it's, like, that's another thing. People think I have special privileges because I have all these days off. They're unpaid days off. And as long as I make up the hours, I still get paid. So I'm always the first one because I have an unpaid time, you know, time off coming up to stay past 7 p.m., stay past 8 p.m. Sometimes I stay past 9 p.m. just to get my 40 hours and some overtime because I'm going to miss a day or two. I am the first one to do that. First one in line to do that. And I've asked permission. I said, hey, do I have to request additional time and permission for it? It's like, no, as long as you're within your 40 hours, do whatever you want. And that works for everybody, not just me. So I'm sorry that everybody else is married and has lives. And then they perceive that I have special privileges. No, I'm there busting my ass until nine to make up for the time that I'm not there. And I mean, I get, I, I mean, I like you, Queenie, but come on. You probably should have told them about your anxiety if you really have anxiety medically. You would have gotten your, your own office from where you started. Well, I mean, I've been there two years and I don't have my own office. Like, really? You're going to resent me for that? Like, it kind of hurts. But yeah, uh, one, that one dude I was talking about, once to quit because they didn't tell me it was five days PTO the first year. Uh, it's in the rule book and I read it. And also, they said that it could lead up to 88 hours of PTO. They, they probably didn't say within the first year. You just assumed it was in the first year. And I know that because I've seen your meetings where you don't necessarily always pay attention and just start rambling about stuff that they didn't ask you. So you probably weren't paying attention when they said that and you thought and assumed it was within the first year. Nobody gives you 88 hours of PTO the first year. Like, and that's another thing. Like, I, I think back about, like I was mentioning earlier, the Roxy scenario and I want me wanting to quit. It's the only job I've had where I can legit take as much unpaid time off as long as I make up the hours and I have PTO on top of that. And if I'm the only one that has special privilege, okay, 
freaking one of the receptionists just took a week off to study for the bar and take the bar. So the main rule is you and your attorney cannot have the same days off. That's the main rule. Aside from that, it's fair game as long as you ask. And I'm sorry, that's exactly what I do. Not breaking any rules. I don't get special privileges. You may think I do, but that's not the case. Yeah. Um, it also helps that people in the Akron office, aka headquarters, they love me. Because guess what? I talk to them. If I have a question, I call them. I'm always socializing with them. I come up here for races. Like literally, work encourages me to run and do my races. They pay for my races. And they love that because I'm up here hanging out with other people from the Akron office for charity events and charity races. And they get to see me and I hang and hang out with me and they have my cell phone number. Why? Because I also have to do Spanish intakes. Oh, so they probably need to give, get a hold of me after hours. I do Spanish intakes through lunch. Nobody else does that. So I go above and beyond for the for the company. So yeah, they like me. So it's not so much, oh, he gets special privileges. I am a team player. I do stuff. And it's, it's, it's appreciated. Like, case in point, there was one litigation paralegal in Akron who sent me an email saying, hey, um, I need a death certificate. And I'm like, uh, are you asking the right person? Because I'm not sure you, like, I, I mean, that looked like an error. Why are you sending me this request? Well, somebody in Akron told me that you're very good at getting stuff done. Oh, well, what do you need me to do? Oh, take this application to the Columbus office, public health, get a death certificate, and pay 25 bucks. Oh, request a check overnight to me. I'll get I'll get it next time I go to get records from the chiropractor. Bam. Problem solved. She had it in two days. As opposed to having to wait two weeks. Yeah. Where there's a Mexican, there's a fucking way. Okay. And the fact that somebody in Akron legit said, oh, he's he's known for getting stuff fast is, is, you know, a testament to what I do. So for all those that think that I get special privilege at work, fuck, go fuck yourselves. Do your job and go in above and beyond your job and then maybe you can get away with doing shit. But I literally don't get special privileges. So let's, let's clearly put that to rest. Now, speaking of work and races, you know, right now, the last race I did was the actual Akron uh, 10K, uh, part of their Akron Marathon series. They had an 8K back in June, and then now the 10K in August, and then the actual Akron Marathon is September 23rd, which... If work pays for it, I want to do the full. I mean, it's no longer going to be part of my birthday present to myself, the two marathons in one day. As I mentioned before, the Hamilton Marathon got moved up to Labor Day. So now I have two in a row, like within 24 hours on Labor Day, way closer than I wanted to. But hey, you have to adapt. You have to adjust. But hey, I want to do this race, you know, kind of get some miles in before my next marathon in Alaska. 
So hey, I came up, they paid for it. It's only four of us that ran it, one for Columbus. Hey, and oh, surprise, surprise. The only one that does races up here in Akron from the Columbus office, this dude. Yeah. And uh, three others. And yeah, it was fun. I actually had Swenson's for the first time. They have a Galley Boy burger or sandwich. I don't even know what it is, but it was delicious. Okay, I had two of them. So yeah. Um, the heel, the uh, Baxter's Nerve Impeachment, I don't know. Like, it's not allowing me to go fast. Not, it's not allowing me to go as fast as I want to. I did feel it here and there during the 10K, but then once I got done, the, it went away. Like I said, it, I mainly feel it when I wear cleats. So it's kind of weird. But it's, I don't like it that it's not letting me go fast. It's, it's causing issues with speed. I also need to lose more weight in order to, you know, alleviate some of the pressure. But there might be something else wrong there. But I don't want to know now because I can't stop now. I won't be able to stop until December. And then we'll get x-rays, MRIs, whatever have you. We'll, we'll get the whole thing taken care of. But I got to focus on now. Alaska's coming up. Then the Labor Day races. Which, that's the price of death. Two marathons in a day, mm, 210 bucks. Ugh. Um, but yeah. And then obviously I have the double Minnesota, South Dakota coming up. The main thing is I have to keep pace. The main problem is the flight to Seattle is like 700 bucks over Thanksgiving weekend for the Quadzilla. And. That's four marathons in four days, mind you, for those who don't know. That's the flight alone. The Seattle Marathon on that Sunday is at least 140 registration fee. The other ones are probably cheaper, but still. So that's at least a thousand bucks I need to come up with on that weekend. Then on top of that, I have Hawaii I want to kind of plan for. But work may save my ass on that one because the flight is 800. I technically could do it December 10th for the Honolulu race, but I may have to push it back to January. But because they have this new thing where on top of the 401k, they're putting money at the, when you, when you get there, when you start working there at, at your every year, at your one year anniversary, they match 5% of your salary and put in this account for you. And that money's available to you if you want. Um, they deposited like beginning first day, first day of January, first day of J- July, depending on when your date is. So my year is going to be November 14th, my anniversary at work. So technically, I'm thinking I'm, I should get it January 1st. So if I if I and five percent of my salary, that's a good fifteen hundred or so dollars, but even more. I can use that because there's some Hawaii races in January. So uh, they may be able to save me on that one, but if I do Honolulu in December, that's that flight alone is like eight hundred and seventy bucks too. So that's not counting the registration fee and hotel. But we'll see how that goes. Uh, like I said, the Akron ten k was good. Um, one of my coworkers ran it, uh, and she's pregnant. Uh, she was freaking out because she was getting some pelvic pains. It happens when you're running, okay, and you're pregnant. Um, but uh, 
Yeah, they actually wanted me there at 5 in the morning. I actually was the first one there. I'm the one coming from the Columbus office, the only one coming from Columbus, yet I'm the first one there. But hey, it's actually, ironically, not the earliest I've gotten up for 10K, referencing Dopey Challenge. Yeah, that one was insane. But uh, got done in about an hour. Uh, Again, went kind of slow because of the heel. It is what it is. But a good good race. Apparently, if you do all three, so like the 8K in June, the 10K in August, and then the full in September, you get a special extra medal. But, I mean, I would have done the 8K in June, but I think I was doing another marathon around that time. Uh, Possibly Colorado, if I remember correctly. I mean, it's not been back-to-back days, so it's not even that big of an accomplishment. So I don't really care. And it, it was just 10K. Rules are marathon state. Okay. Rule number 39. I know people think I make this up, but there's actually rules. Marathon running rules, people abide by. And I added on some more, you know, so sue me. I may, be, I may publish the marathon run, Mexi's marathon running rules, you know, whatever. One to a hundred. Number 39, don't wear your race swag post-race if, and I'm talking about the medal, if it was less than 26.2 miles. Unless it's part of a combo. So Dopey Challenge, for example, 5K, 10K, half and full in four days. Yeah, you can wear your 10K medal. I'm okay with that. I only wore mine back to the hotel and then that was it. But yeah. Once I got all six, I wore all six. But, you know. Again, rule number 39. And I know you were thinking, Mexi, well, why why were you even doing the 10K? You know, I wanted to do some six miles, you know, hang out with people from work. And it fit my rule. Rule number nine of marathon running. If you're going to sign up for something less than a marathon, it better damn well be not expensive and give you some swag. Uh, the t-shirt was decent. I got a medal and work paid for it. So it was free. All I had to do was pay the hotel and drive up there. That's it. Oh, if I had special privileges, they would have, work would have paid for the hotel. But uh, yeah, see how I tied that back in there? I actually did ask them, and they're like, no, we can't do that. I'm like, all right, whatever. Uh, but yeah, and uh, I could stay with somebody up here from the Akron office, but people were busy, and I ran. I, I, I have this uh, Econolodge I like to stay at when I head northeast through Akron uh, for other stuff. It's right off the freeway off of I-76, and actually, I stay there, and it was like two miles from the start, so it was very beneficial. Oh, well, uh, next up is Alaska, so we'll see how that goes. But let's end the podcast with a few points on Mexi's women situation. So as you heard in the previous podcasts, um, I picked Ashley. Well, sort of, it kind of just happened. So technically she's bad. I hate that nickname, but... I use it for shits and giggles, whatever. Um, 
technically we didn't have the talk yet, but actions speak sometimes louder than words. Stuff happened, you know. She made a point to go out of her way to see me more. But that still, it still doesn't mean I see her once or twice a month. So that's the issue. It's that I, with her medical stuff, and she likes to go on vacation with her family. Ever since that choice, you know, there were promises that, oh, well, let's hang out to do this, let's hang out to do that. She, I knew she was going on vacation um, sometime in August. Oh, I'll see you before. Nope, never materialized. Now she's on vacation. Uh, she'll be back by the time I get back from Alaska. Hey, for my birthday present on Labor Day weekend, I technically could do the first race, see, stay at her place, and then go up to the second race. We'll see if she want to do that. I don't know. Maybe she will. Maybe she won't. I haven't asked her yet. But hey. But that's the that's the thing. And technically, because we haven't had verbally the talk. I technically am allowed to keep others in my back pocket. Kind of like when I was dating Helen and issues were coming up, I was keeping people on the back burner just in case. Ashley was one of them until, you know, she said, oh, yeah, I've seen someone and I stopped talking to her for like six months. But then she came back. So right now, obviously, well, Mexi, who are these people you keep getting the back burner? Okay. Well, we got old receptionist Marissa, who we've hung out. Nothing's happened yet. We obviously have Queenie, who that would be a complete violation of the platinum rule. And the funny thing is, people at work actually think we're dating. But when we're not. Nothing's happened. Um, it's funny because we both agree that we don't want to break the platinum rule. And I'm the kind of person that will not allow myself to go. Because I've been asked. One of the one of the B paralegals that sits next to her asked me. He's like, well, do you like her? Do you want to be with her? I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't allow myself to go th- there. Emotionally, because I know it would be breaking the platinum rule. And it technically says it's discouraged in the rule book at work, but that doesn't mean you can't do it. At the same time, everybody still thinks we are dating, so everybody's apparently okay with it now. So I don't know, who knows? But, anyways, it's not somewhere I allow myself to go. Mainly because of the platinum rule, as I said. It's been broken before and it's always ended badly. And I don't want that. And again, we legit work together. But points were brought up. Like, this person was telling me, he's like, well, I don't think she appreciates everything you do for her. You do a lot. Like, okay, but it's only because, here's the thing. We have the same attorney. If... I do most of her stuff for her. It behooves me because if, say, she takes the day off or she forgets to do something, then I get asked to do it. 
because the attorney, my attorney has flat out told me, my English attorney has flat out told me that he wishes he could clone me so that I could be his A paralegal and his B paralegal. He's flat out told me that. He's complained about his old A that got promoted to Columbus manager. He got, he complains about the new one and now he and complains about Queenie. So he literally thinks he can clone me. If he could clone me, he would and have me be both his paralegals. Which is a good compliment, but at the same time, I don't want to be his A and his B. I already had to when Queenie went on vacation. I did. I legit did everything. And she came back. She had nowhere to do. And people were like, well, you know, nobody does that. Yeah, but I wish somebody would do that for me when I went on vacation. I don't... I But I don't trust anybody to do my shit. Like, it's not like I could ask Queenie to do that for me. She's not an A. So she would know half the shit to do. And she doesn't like talking to clients. So what the fuck? No. I'd rather do it myself. And that's why... I, I rarely take a week off. But that's just how I am. It's like, well... I think she... Well, she likes you. And do you like her? I'm like, okay, let's calm down. And then one of the new paralegals that replaced Roxy that we discussed, they got fired. She was like, oh, it's so noticeable that you guys like each other. I'm like, oh, really? Is it now? I'm going to ask her. I'm like, oh, yeah, you do that. I will pay... I literally told her, I'm like, I would pay... You're, I would bring you Starbucks for a week if you ask her. And this is on video. And then the other one's like, oh, yeah, I'll video it. Oh, yeah. Because I know exactly how that's going to go. She's going to deflect, not answer the question, because she already gets that asked too many times. That she doesn't like it when people are in her personal business. So, yeah, no. I haven't even asked her the question. But we've basically agreed we're not breaking the platinum rule. And we talk, you know, all the time. And we do get lunch together. So, it's, what's the big deal? So, um, actually, last Friday, she did ask her. She came to my office and was like, oh, I asked Queenie. I'm like, oh, let me guess. What'd she say? Well, she deflected and didn't actually answer the question. I'm like, yeah, no shit. But if I remember correctly... She was asked by one of the other paralegals way back when, and she said no. Then, now she's deflecting and not answering the question. So, mm. and also, like, I don't know why she likes to ask me about my stuff. And sometimes, I, I don't know why it just comes out. Like, I've told her stuff that I don't usually tell people. Um, and then she was like, well, you know, and I told her how I got. I'm going to Chicago. I'm going to Nationals. She goes, "Oh well, I would like to go." I'm like, um, "Yeah, if you go to Nationals, we'd be in the same bed." She goes, "Well, I, I don't see how that's a problem." I'm like, um, okay, all right, whoa, whoa, whoa. And she's she's told me and asked me about what I like in bed. I mean, it's, it's we've we've had intense discussions outside of work. So okay, again, we'll keep. Again, Ashley's priority, but mm, we'll keep that one in the back pocket. I'm not breaking the platinum rule. And it kind of bothered me that when she wanted to quit because she didn't get into her own office, she didn't tell me until like a week later. The moment I wanted to quit because Roxy got fired, 
She was the first one was like, are you okay? It's like, don't do anything rash. Like, I'm thinking about quitting. It's like, oh, no, don't do that. You shouldn't let you, you shouldn't let yourself do that. Like, really? Like, you literally calmed me down the moment I thought it. Yet, a week goes by, you don't tell me. Seems like the playing field's not entirely even there. But then also we have this new girl, Lucy, from Venezuela, who... Um, just moved to Dublin apparently And we, we went on a date She was the one that Canceled because Had some You know Had to had her appendix removed And I'm like Yeah okay Alright Whatever I'm like Bullshit excuse a, About a month went by She didn't talk to me And then out of nowhere She goes Oh let's go on a date So we went to the movies And normally a first date I don't go to the movies But <clears throat> Um I, she didn't get lemon law. Luckily for her. <clears throat> Although there were some uh, key factors to consider, you know, key issues that may arise later. First, um, okay, so we're at the movies, and for somebody who is at the movie, she do, sure does like to talk a lot during the movie. It's okay, it's all right. It allowed us to have conversations during the movie. Kind of get to know each other. Plus, we were watching the Spider-Man movie, and she was like, "Oh, I love, I love, uh, you know, superhero movies." I'm like, okay, but yeah, she didn't know that all the Marvel movies are intertwined. I'm like, okay, well, how can you say you like something, but you don't know much about it? Uh, whatever. And it kind of reminded me of when Helen was like, "Oh yeah, I love Michael Jackson," yet couldn't name one Michael Jackson song. So I kind of mm, key issue maybe later we'll we'll see. Not not a lemon law offense. I'm not that picky, okay? But nothing has happened yet. So that one's, you know, again, back pocket, we'll see. Oh, and <clears throat> apparently Skinny Aaron is wanting to make a play. Uh we've gone to get food quite a few times and now she wants to have a discussion next time so we'll see where that goes again mm, technically her and I we've already had sex so not uncharted waters for Mexi but again gonna put that to the side uh, kind of looks like I'm heading towards a schedule because of how I have all these races coming up and Ashley's unavailability and all these people like having to mm, like they all have different schedules that it kind of works its way into empty slots I mean it's and plus it's not like Queenie and I hang out outside of work as much so I mean it it fills slots but if Ashley is available obviously go there first and if, who knows? Eventually, maybe we're gonna have to. We're we're going to have to have the talk soon. Probably the next time or the next two times, minimum that we hang out. But we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Uh, again, stay tuned. We don't know. We don't know anything can happen. This could change next week. Fall. I know. I don't know. Like like anything can happen. Marissa could could you know. You know, 
Well, actually, I think she's moving to Chicago, so that one's going to be done for. But I am going to Chicago twice in the next two months, so yeah. Um, then I, oh, we all, well, Mexi, let's not forget about Jenny who came back and just started texting you. Yeah, but the same way I would not go back together, get back together with Helen, I have a rule. I'm not, I have rules. And the rules are set in place for a reason. I am more likely to violate the platinum rule than I am to violate this rule. And the rule is I never get back together with an ex who A, has broken my heart and B, has cheated on me. Not happening. My brother took Kelsey back and hey, they might eventually get married. That's his decision. He actually agreed with me when I said this in 2006 when Jenny broke my heart. Like, yeah, I wouldn't take an ex back. And he's done it. So, whatever. That's his decision. I respect that. But I, that is my one rule. And even when we were talking, she was like, do I seem different? Do I seem like, how do I, like, has my personality changed? I'm like, I don't know. I honestly don't know because, A, I don't remember how much of a whore you were. And, B, um, we're just texting. It's like we're actually hanging out. Okay, well, I guess that's fair. Like, the sample size is not big, and um, I don't care. And she would say stuff like, oh, you're you're still cocky. I'm like, you're, you're still cocky, you're still this. You're still all about Mexico and this and this and that. I'm like, uh, yeah, and okay, again, it's not cocky if it's true. So, yeah, but anyways... No, I will not hang out with her. I will not take her back. Let's let's put that to rest. More likely to violate the planet rule and date Queenie than to do that nonsense. But again, platinum rule. It's kinda hard to break. Now again, one of us, ideally one of us would have to quit. And then it'd be okay. But the issue is we don't really hang out with each other that much outside of work. Unless we're with other people already at this point so what makes it seem like that would actually work um but hey who knows whatever I am going to law school eventually within the fall I do have to apply this fall for next fall so eventually I mean I'm not going to stay forever at my job so but in the meantime I do love what I do it is awesome to sum up no I don't get special privileges 10Ks are good as long as you they're cheap and you get swag. And Ashley's still babe right now, but we gotta keep people in the back pocket. So it is what it is. Anyways, that is all we have for episode 105. I hope you enjoyed it. Getting to know Mexi's personal situations again. Um, as always, the episodes are available on SoundCloud channel is Mind Matters, Supermax. Uh, we're on YouTube, Supermax. We're on iTunes, Mind Matters. Check those out. Um, if you want to shoot me something on Facebook, Alex Ferrari, aka The Mexican, on Twitter as SuperAssholeMex, on Snapchat Supermax. That's where you can find me. Send me your comments, messages, anything you want to talk about, maybe some ideas. Maybe next time we'll have 
a special on the Alaska trip. Or maybe we could start talking about, you know, the EPL that will be, you know, in full swing by then. September is my favorite month. It is my birth month. So we'll see how that goes. And my birthday usually coincides with the beginning of fall, my favorite season. So yeah, stuff stuff will be discussed because guess what? Sports start again. NFL starting back up. Preseason, you know, I don't really watch the preseason games, but fantasy football will we'll, we'll have the NFL season starting. It's going to be a good time. NBA will eventually start. All my good shows start back up. You know, soccer in full swing. We like when that happens. Fall, good time of year. So, yeah, uh, we'll see. Probably, I don't quote me on it, but I'm pretty sure 106 will be about Alaska. But, hey, be my first time heading to the 49th state. Again, that's one of the nicknames. It's not, it doesn't mean it's number 49 for me. It'll be state number 36 in my quest to become the first Mexican to do all 50 states, finish a marathon in each one. Anyways, hope you enjoyed the show. As always, where there's a Mexican, there's a way. You best believe it. It has been proven time after time. As always, if I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night.